a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Girl, everyone knows that story. Hello, and welcome to the Women of Star Wars podcast, the Star Wars fan cast where we take a deep dive and feminist look at the female characters, contributors, and creators of the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Sarah Sindula. Talk about, yeah, I think we could go through the episode and talk about maybe like favorite bits, because I was also thinking about like another part that i really liked but i kind of want to go through it in chronological order so do you remember do you remember how the episode opened it's with mon mothma and okay so that was the beginning that was like the first episode yeah there's the recap and then uh, okay sabine is the padawan okay Okay. so we open with that meeting and mm-hmm. I really I loved how Harry just went for the jugular on that senator. She did. But she's like, she's like, do uh, how much time did you spend in the war? And I was just like, oh, oh, she went there. Okay, that was my and favorite then, part. And then when she's like, yes. oh, just waited to see who came out on top. And I was like, oh snap, Hera is not messing it's around. So true. It's so true. And, I was like, and then I have to wonder because he was so resistant to offering assistance mm-hmm. and just so vile to Hera about like you just want to find your friend Ezra Bridger and I'm like so and also like how do you not see Thrawn as a threat and I'm wondering if that guy is is he uh, a secret loyalist to the Empire oh those politicians were shady AF that was very like I was definitely like my on guard was up I was like why is this guy being a dick? What's that about? <laughs> it's like they didn't yeah, want to It doesn't help make any Hera. sense to me. And she didn't have a ridiculous yeah. demand. She was like, we have proof Thrawn might be alive. And they're like, oh, you know. Yeah. And she was just asking for like a little bit of resources to also investigate something that is a threat to something greater than Exactly. Just like wanting to try to find Ezra Bridger, and it's I, it was not a cover. There was plenty of evidence to substantiate her claim. He just took up so much airtime. Like it seemed like everyone was he on did. board with it, and then he well, was just like, "Oh no, what about this, 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 and this?" And it just it seemed like no one was okay. No one wanted to stand up to him except for Hera. Yeah, he's definitely dirty, and I think that's going to come out later in the season. Like, there's something super suspect about that guy. Yeah, and I don't remember Fiona. seeing him in in anything else like i don't remember yeah. seeing him in andor or anything like that yeah. um doesn't mean he wasn't there i just don't remember it because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering where else we can see him and learn about him yeah um okay yeah. so after that then we get into what happens next Hera leaves she sees jason and he says i want to be a jedi when i grow up how was that for you she's a mom i loved it I thought it was great. Yeah. I was like, how's that work out? And it kind of was cute that there's a droid hanging out with him all the time. I'm like, okay, that's kind of the nanny. Nanny droid. Yeah. Nanny chopper. Good old chop. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and Hera have been together for a very long time. She had chopper when she was young. Okay. Um, she, I don't know if she cuter. built him. Or, 
it's so much cuter. Like the fact Chopper is like Hera's R two D two, um, and Chopper is a little bit more. I don't know if vulgar is the right word, but he definitely like talks back a lot. Yeah, he seems obnoxious, and you, and you can, yeah. Well, I would in a good way. Like he's hanging out with a kid. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Not in a bad way, but just very not a lot of filters going on. Even less than R two. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and he also it's fun to watch him in Rebels because Dave Filoni does the voice of Chopper and sometimes you can like kind of get what he's saying. It's just it's really fun. And it's fun to watch the characters interact with him. Um yeah. I always thought that in Star Wars Rebels, she was very much a mother. She was maternally like or maternal-ish, I guess yeah, is the she word. is very maternal. Um she's yeah, like Yeah, but she was like do you what do you need? Like she has mm. like the newborn in her purse. Yeah, I love the newborn in the purse. That's a very mom oh, always thing. the Kleenex. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it's also and like a sandwich school, <laughs> or like some just like crushed up goldfish that's just you know in a baggie. That maybe maybe <laughs> the baggie broke and now you just got like gold dust fish like crumbs in your mm-hmm. purse. Yeah. I don't have kids, but that's happened to me. I'm just not good at cleaning out my purse, and I. I like to keep snacks. I feel like purses Select just become trash. like at some point a walking dumpsters. Yeah. Yes. I have yeah, to go I have home the smallest like... bag possible so I don't do that. But I don't like to litter. That's so very it, smart. It gets full of receipts or random stuff. Like, oh. Same. I need to get a different one. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, um, yeah. Hera so, yeah. as a mom. Very She's cool to see. She's a mom. Yeah, she didn't take any of uh, I can't say I want to pronounce his name correctly. Ziono, Ziono, he the suspicious guy. Yeah. Are you talking about that? Are you talking about? Yeah, and yeah. then she ran into Jason, um, and that was really cute. Yes, that very, was very sweet, very sweet Helen. moment. So we'll, I'm sure we'll see some Jedi training or maybe some Force sensitivity there before the yeah, series. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, maybe Ezra will come back and it'll be this really sweet reunion. Yeah, maybe or maybe Jason will eventually end up at like the Jedi Temple or something yeah. with Luke right. training. Oh. Do I not play know. with my emotions, Sarah. Only you know. I'm just ha- I'm just hypothesizing. I don't That'd even know if you call it hypothesize. Yeah, did I just fantasy. say hypothesize? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's a fantasy. It's so. After that, I think is when what people complain about is the slow scene. But Sabine and Ahsoka, and you know they they have tea. That little tea set, very cute. Oh, there was the trading sequence. And then I thought the trading sequence was really well paced. I was getting like it, major it, like Neo Morpheus in the Matrix yeah. vibes. Yeah, and it might reminded me of you know Luke training. It wasn't a montage. It was just a sequence. Yeah, um, I really it did liked feel it. A little slow to me. I thought I could have. They could have sped that part up of any of the parts, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. I know they probably slowed down for a reason, and so I was just trying to pay attention to. Is it? I'm witnessing the struggle of Sabine. She's trying to, you know, square peg round hole. Like what she, you know, is this? Are we to see that it's not for her, or are we to see her? where she's at now so when we see a later scene in another episode she's like remarkably improved and we're like wow that um well i don't i think there might be a lot a lot of different things there i think yeah i like what you said about um it being kind of like a reference point you know like that basal sort of assessment of this is where you start and this is where you end up um i 
I liked the pacing because I think it showed for me, if it had gone too fast, it would have implied that she was mastering it much more quickly. Yeah. And so I think that the pacing was really intentional to get you to show that like Ahsoka is not rushing her. Ahsoka is taking the time to be very intentional about how she's training her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally liked the pacing for that reason. You know, the actress, I, I Google everyone in shows that I'm interested mm-hmm. in the shows because I'm like, who are these people? She is, Sabine is an, she's Australian, but she has like a black belt in Taekwondo. Whoa. That explains how she has the part. So that was showing you her mm-hmm. little moves and stance. She's very yeah. in shape. But she's strong and she, it was really cool to her, um, see how emotion does like impair things and how not everybody gets it right away. Like I feel like in other Star Wars films and shows like you kind of see the Jedi really nailing it right off the bat. You don't really see them struggle in their training to the degree that Sabine did. I don't, oh, yeah, she's, I don't know. I, could I don't wrong. even know. Does she have any force sensitivity? Cause she did not come off as force sensitive at all. She came off as force sensitive as, you know, the last me. <laughs> I think that she must have some force sensitivity because Ahsoka even said that force sensitivity isn't enough. There is talent and mm-hmm. everyone agrees that Sabine is kind of quote unquote lacking in talent. As I'm saying that I am starting to think that perhaps in it, you know, like, Oh, Sabine may be quote unquote lacking talent to be a Jedi, but even people who are force sensitive who don't have the talent to be the Jedi can and will step up. And how, what does that look like? This is a chance to see for, to see that not everyone who is force sensitive becomes a Jedi and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to see that. And, and I don't know. I, I also wonder if it's going to be us about Sabine finding like her own path. Sabine really enjoys having so much access to her emotion and the ability to express her emotions. Like she's yeah. a very expressive person. Yeah. And I think it might also be about making peace and accepting just the whole of yourself and the complications. And like you, like two things can be true mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can be a very expressive Jedi mm-hmm. and I can also actively wield the force in a way that's very positive mm-hmm. or even just change like what people come to think of a Jedi as being like, can a Jedi be passionate and not turn to the dark side? And let's see what happens with Sabine. Like, what if she turns on the anger and all of a sudden the force is strong with her? Yeah. Now she's moving those little, those little teacups tea cups that satisfies no one's thirst. Like the smallest cups. <laughs> <laughs> so someone in my water, I have, I carry like, a liter of water like a, with me at all times. It's like a know. sacrament cup. That's not a lot. Yeah, there. that's a terrible analogy, but it's, it is. Yeah, you know, it's okay. They really wanted to be sake cups, but I'm like, that's not sake that they're drinking. Yeah, it looks like water or like green tea, tea or light. something. Arizona mm. iced tea. What do they drink? Ew. In, uh, <laughs> they drink it. Ew. Not Arizona iced tea. I know, disgusting. <laughs> I'm just being, I'm trying to be funny, so. You are funny. I'm laughing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then she um, followed it with the with the door gun sequence and they were working together and communicating yeah. and, and I felt like, okay, so that's the growth right there. We're seeing them coordinate this attack and it was a really oh, yeah. fun action. Hey there, friends. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you're enjoying it so far. Be sure to give us a follow and like on Instagram at womenofstarwarspodcast.com.
Want to get Star Wars books, movies, and other media for free? Support your local library where you can check out Star Wars media as well as use their free Wi-Fi to browse Wikipedia, StarWars.com, or the Women of Star Wars Instagram page. Not near a local branch or just too busy to go in? With most libraries, you can digitally sign up for a library card and gain access to their entire catalog. You can also download Hoopla. Hoopla is the leading all-in-one digital library app with more than 1 million titles from best-selling novels, chart-topping albums, and blockbuster movies to niche, hard-to-find content. Hoopla has something for everyone. Read, listen, and watch 24-7 without ads or late fees for free. Available in Google Play or the App Store. And now, back to the show. In the fight sequence. So... So I have Sabine and Ahsoka having tea. amazing dog fight sequence. And then Ahsoka and Ewing saying that, you know, you can't make a Mandalorian a Jedi, you know, but you did come up through the non-traditional Jedi ranks, you know, referring to her and Anakin and then her training Sabine, but then she never finished and all Anakin's BS. And even like Anakin's own, like his non-traditional Jedi Mm -hmm. experience, because Qui-Gon Jinn, um, him yeah, Qui Gon Jinn died when mm-hmm. died on Tatooine while Obi Wan was still his Padawan, and then Obi Wan became a master and immediately became like ward or like Anakin Wait, became his Qui-Gon ward and his Padawan. Die. He died on. I'm just gonna say this so other people don't type their little fingers. Qui Gon died on Naboo. <sighs> oh, that's right. Thank you on Naboo because they had like did... a whole big ceremony. Thank you for correcting me. Oh no no he didn't die on turning like he died on turning the into keyboard wars. How can you call yourself a fan? Well, I thought take I your thought, vagina and go home. I thought Darth Maul died on Naboo. I had no idea he lived afterwards with fake legs. So I am not the Star Wars fan. I thought, yeah. but you know what? I'm good enough. So fuck it. Here I am. You know what? Like I said last time, it's the beauty of Star Wars. We can always keep learning. Exactly. Um, anyways, Darth Maul is a great character. We'll talk about him some other time. We'll get more about him later. He is the son yeah. of Mother Talzin. Um, yeah, so where were we at? They had the, the forced slope. tea. Yeah, the tea <laughs> the where she's like tea. trying to push and you're like, oh, God, this is pain. That was actually probably, I thought, the slowest part. And then you see the drop from hyperspace, the origins of, I thought Wait. I was, I wrote the drop from hyperspace Sorry, and I, then they see the rings uh-huh. and then you see Morgan uh-huh. and, uh-huh. um, and then you, you get to the space whales. I I just want to get back real quick to what you said about like the really slow part of Sabine with her teacup. I actually really liked it because I was like, that's been me for most of my life. <laughs> just be like, oh, trying to use the force. Like even in no, even in Mallrats when Kevin Smith is like trying oh, to do like the Jedi mind trick, I'm like, okay. Like it just, I don't know. It made me feel a little nostalgic. Mm, I'm like, oh, I love Mallrats. <laughs> me too. Snoochie boochies. Girl, have you seen Clerks 3? No. Have you have you seen Clerks two? No. Okay. I loved Mallrats, um, and then I thought Clerks one was slow. But like, I only tried to watch it once when I was like, what, seventeen? I was really young. I did not, and yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I was like, well. Yeah, if you're not into it, then the other two might not be as much fun. Um, but the third one like fucked me up emotionally. I went and saw it at the Castro, and like Kevin Smith did a Q and A, and it was Aww. really fun. He was in a podcast I listened to about a year ago with Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. You know, the guy who plays Boy, he, Brett, he has a podcast on movie films that films that when you die, you go to heaven or hell, whatever. And you say, these are the movies that shaped my life. And he 
has an episode with him. I would really like to hear that because that sounds with interesting. Kevin and, you know, he talked about, like, his the first movie he saw. And he asked, he has a specific set of questions. Like, what's the first movie that you, you thought you were turned on, but maybe you shouldn't have been? What's the first movie oh. that scared you? What's the first movie that you loved? What's the first movie that you that didn't hold up in time but you think is good like Grease 2 like I love Grease 2 but it's not a movie that held up critically but to me it's a classic and it'll always be a masterpiece yeah right. oh like man that. those are I'm, I'm gonna send it to you when I get we get done with this yeah it's please do and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes yeah um, yeah so then you had uh the fight scene the um, Ahsoka on the ship Drop mm-hmm. from hyperspace. You see the the ring, and um, then they end up on that forest. I don't remember the planet, but it looked like they were in near Arendelle. It looked like Frozen Two. If you love Frozen Two, you understand what I'm saying. Like it just yes. has the color, the texture, the vibe, and you're like a thousand mm, percent. Did they steal this from Disney? I mean. Well, I'm just waiting for somebody to mash up like on TikTok or social media, like Olaf skipping through the forest and then like show it and then like a clip of the ship and be and then like someone reversing it and skipping away, like, nope, not today, Satan. Like <laughs> this will all make sense when I am old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this will, yeah, I love that song. Mm-hmm. It's That's so cute. Yeah, it is. And it is. I love Josh Gad. He Yeah. He's so talented and he's hilarious. He's hilarious. And you know, he's, I got a crush. I got a crush on that one. He's a, he's attractive to me. He was also in the original Broadway cast of, Oh fuck. What's the name of that movie? Oh fuck. It's like meet the, not meet the Mormons. Book of Mormon. Mormon. Jesus. I grew up Mormon. You'd think I would know that. You grew up Mormon. Yes. (laughs) I'm a recovering Mormon. Really? I thought I told you that. I, yeah. No, I saw that, and I saw that musical in Seattle. Pergle. I mean, you thought you see them, you're like, oh shit, they're gonna eat. You know, these people are they gonna go live inside the belly of the well? You know, the Joseph Campbell. They they don't. They end up flying through and then land in the the frozen tube for it. What's she gonna think when they tell her we saw space whales? I don't know. She'll she'll probably have a lot of hope. I mean, because that's also yeah. what a lot of Star Wars is, right? Is the, mm-hmm. the is hope. hope enduring? I suspect the mercenary who is hunting them will afford them the opportunity to escape only because he he even said like, oh, it seems like a waste of talent. Um, mm-hmm. I think he will try to recruit them to his side and that will give them the opportunity to escape okay. somehow. I think that might happen. Or there just might be like this well, totally see. bitchin' amazing like fight sequence between all of those um, guards or whatever and Ahsoka and Sabine while Huang fixes the ship mm-hmm. and they escape off world. She's quite the mechanic, so she might be helpful yes. there. But yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. And it'll she's also an explosives like... expert. Oh. Which will probably come in handy at some point. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. Sorry. 
No, I was just going to say the answer will probably be someone will show up and boom, it'll be like, oh, something we didn't think of and it made an easy way yeah. to carry the story forward. Let's see. Or it might be more interesting in that like they provide the illusion that they uh, were killed successfully and they stow away onto the ring mm-hmm. and travel with them to Thrawn somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Thank you for joining me today on the Women of Star Wars podcast. I hope that you enjoyed your time here. I certainly enjoyed having you. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Women of Star Wars Podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast available on Spotify. New episodes drop each Friday. Want to share your Star Wars story? Send your Star Wars story to Women of Star Wars Podcast at gmail.com with the subject line Star Wars Story. Share a favorite Star Wars memory or experience or your favorite female character. Again, that's Women of Star Wars Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for your time. Until next week, my name is Sarah Sindula, and may the Force be with you. Thank you.